KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim. www.kimitzion.org Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's shiur will be the shiur in the mitzvah HaShavuit, the weekly mitzvah, Harav Binyamin Tavori. This Shabbos, we will read one of the Arba Parshiyos, Parsha's Para. The Parsha that discusses the mitzvah of preparing the red heifer, the Para Aduma, in order to be metayer, in order to purify the people before they bring the carbon Pesach. The reading of Parsha's Para has engendered a major machlokas about the obligation of reading Parsha's Para. And we will, our shir today will discuss the obligation of reading Parshas Para, but we will contrast it to the rest of the reading of the Torah during the whole year. Is it possible to say that there is a mitzvah daraisa, a generally a biblical law, not just a, a takana drabanan or a mitzvah drabanan, not just an innovation of the of our of our rabbis, but rather a real mitzvah of the Torah to read the Torah ever during the year, specifically on Parshas Para. The Shulchan Aruch, Arachayim, in Simon Tafresh Pehei, says that you read the Abba Parshios. You read these four Parshios before Pesach. But, he says there, he quotes, Yesh Omrim, he quotes an opinion. She Parshas Zachar u Parshas Para Aduma he brings some opinion, a yesh omrim, that Pasha Zachar and Pasha Spara are a biblical obligation. Now, Pasha Zachar, which we have already laid Shabbos, Parshas Titzave, this year we read it last Shabbos, so there are many poskim, and we'll get back to them later, that say Parsha Zachar is Daraisa, but they learn it because it seems to say in the Torah, almost explicitly, Zachar Esa Shorasaluch Amalek, remember what Amalek did, and then at the end it says Lotishkach, do not forget. So the Zachar Lotishkach seems to be redundant. If a person remembers, he doesn't forget. The Gemara determines from here Zachar is Ba Bepeh. And we learn even Megillas Esther from Pasha Zachar, but the concept is that Pasha Zachar has a specific pasuk in the Torah that says Zachar, and therefore it seems logical, at least we can understand many Rishonim who think Pasha Zachar is Daraisa. But here it says not only Pasha Zachar Daraisa, Pasha's Para Daraisa. The practical ramification of Pasha's Para being Daraisa is explained here as Neshulchan by saying people who don't have a minion should try to come to a place where there is a minion in order to hear the parashiyos which are daraisa. At first glance, not only did the Shulchan Aruch rule that reading Parsha Zachar is daraisa, but he says reading Parsha Zachar with a minion is daraisa. And as I said, he included Parsha Zachar and Parsha Spara. Yesh Omrim, he quotes it as a, an anonymous opinion that both Pasha Zachar and Pasha's Para are Daraisa, 
and therefore you have to make a concerted effort to come to hear it with a minion. The Vilna Gaon and many others have said that they see no source for Parah being Daraisa. Pasha Zachar, okay, they can understand somehow that we, we discussed the Zachar as Asher Asher like remember. But the Mishnah Buras succinctly quotes the Gra and others and saying, Many Achronim have said that Pasha's Parah is not Daraisa, but the Mishnah Buras adds one comment. Don't think that you, have, don't, you do not have to relate to this mitzvah with kavana, with intent, because let's say it's a mitzvah rabbanan. So for a mitzvah rabbanan, he says you also have to have kavana. It could be that the law of looking for a minion that the that the shulchan aruch says is would not apply to a mitzvah rabbanan. Perhaps the shulchan aruch ruled that if it would be daraisa, then you have to look for a minion. You have to the people who live in a place where there's no minion would have to come, but. In order to fulfill the mitzvah, no matter whether it's the rice of Rabbanon, you require kavana. Just how far do you have to go to fulfill this mitzvah? That apparently is what the Shulchan Aruch thinks. But the, uh, as I said, the Mishnah Buras said, many people said Parshas Par is not the Raisa. In fact, the Vilna Gaon went so far as to say that he thinks it's basically a mistake in the text. Before we get to that, the original text, I'd just like to point out that the Shulchan Aruch in another place related to the same halacha and there he said it differently. In Hilchas Kriyas HaTorah in Simen Kuf Mem Vav Sif Gimel Sif Beis the Shulchan Aruch says discusses the laws of of paying attention to laning people who somehow read or study during laning Today it became a big phenomenon in shul, which I think should be uh, carefully analyzed halachically if it's permitted. People read all these different sheets that they get in the internet or they are distributed in shul, and they read them at times in shul which might not be appropriate. The Shulchan Aruch explains how you're supposed to deport yourself during Kriyasa Torah. And then he says, all the laws that we said and where you could find leniency sometime only apply to Kriyasa Torah during the year. But he says, All these laws, any leniency that I did suggest, would only be by the rest of the Torah. But Pasha Zachar and Pasha's Para, both of them, and here he doesn't quote it as a Yesh Omrim. Here he says it almost as a matter of fact, that Pasha Zachar and Pasha's Para are both Daraisa. And not only did he say they're Daraisa, Daraisa, that you require a minion. And therefore, you have to have kavana. But, of course, we said, even in the mitzvah of Rabbanon, you should have kavana. Here, we saw that Pashas Par is the Raisa as a general statement by the Mechaber. In laws of the Arba Pashas, he quotes the Ziyashomim. But nevertheless, the opinion is there that Pashas Para is the Raisa as well. Where does the source in Shas for this discussion? The Gemara, in the beginning of the second parak of Brachos, actually, the Mishnah there says that there is a person who is reading the Torah, and the Gemara discusses Kavana not. Then the Gemara says there are certain things that can be said in any Lashon, certain things that can be said only in Lashon Kodesh. 
Gemara is well known in Sota. There's a whole Mishnah of things that can be said in Hebrew, must be said in Hebrew, and things that may be said in other languages as well. Tos was there, asks a question. All Rishonim have been puzzled by this question. It seems that Torah is one of the things that are mentioned there that can be done in any language. So now when we talk about Torah, what, to what do we refer? Is there a concept of reading Torah in Hebrew? Is there a concept of reading Torah not in Hebrew? Is there any concept of reading the Torah at all? The Me'iri and others have suggested that this Gemara is referring to learning Torah, that a person learning Torah can learn Torah in any language. That seems to be quite obvious, so obvious that it res- doesn't require any statement to that effect. Learning Torah doesn't require language at all. The people who are listening to the Shiur, people who are concentrating, they fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Do they fulfill the mitzvah because of Shamea Ka'ona? Because it's as if they're speaking the words. I'm speaking the words, they're listening. So do you require speech to fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah? It would seem, as the Vilna Gon pointed out in Simon Mem Zayin and Shulchan Aruch, that the mitzvah is the mitzvah is to be involved in Torah, to think about Torah. A person who thinks about Torah fulfills the mitzvah. It's certainly better and more advantageous to say Torah, to pronounce the words. The Gemara explains the Pasuk said that the Torah is life for those that found it. But the Gemara interprets it as if it says, Torah is life to those people that express Torah, say Torah through words. It's certainly correct and proper to speak Torah. But when a person just thinks Torah, then thinking would be in any language, and of course you'd be your Yotze in any language. There seems to be no Hava Amina, no reason to think otherwise. So what did the Halacha mean when it said Torah Nemeres Bechal So, Tosus there looks for any type of Kriyasa Torah which could be Daraisa. Any time that we read the Torah which would have a biblical obligation. And of course, the law that you read the Torah once every seven years, the, the king reads the Torah in front of the com- entire community, mitzvah that we call Hakel, would be an example of reading the Torah B'Tzibur. But Tosus goes on to say, not only Hakel would be Daraisa, but there are occasions during the year when Kriyasa Torah is Daraisa, and therefore the Gemara has to say, Torah Nemeres B'chalashon, that you can say Torah in any language. What are those occasions? Tosfus says, Parshas Kigon, for example, Parshas Zohar, Parshas Para. Both Parshas Zohar and Parshas Para. Now, I said the Vilna Gons that might think this is a mistake in the text. It might be a they really meant to say Pasha Zachar, and they somehow added Pasha's Para almost as a, an afterthought because they were going through the Arba Parshios. But now that we have many more Rishonim, we see that this opinion of Tosfus, that Pasha Zachar and Pasha's Para both are Isa, is not just in our printed Tosfus. It's in Tosfus Russian Brachas, it's in Tosfus Reb Yudachasid in Brachas, there's a Sefer in Brachas called Bracha Mishuleshes, which has in it both the Tosfus Arash and the Tosfus Yudachasid, and they both say clearly, Pasha Zachar and Pasha's Para. So it does seem that from at least Rishonim, we don't have a source yet in Gemara, but Rishonim somehow think that Pasha's Para is the Raisa. The famous story in the Gemara, 
in brachos, there was a case where they where there was no minion. There were only nine people, and Rebbe Lezer decided that he wanted to have a minion, so he had a slave, an Evid Kanani, an Evid Kanani is not chayev in mitzvahs, only in the mitzvahs in which a woman is chayev, an Evid Kanani is chayev. So he could not be mitzvahed to a minion, he could not be counted for a minion. So the Gemara says, Rebbe Lezer, Lezer released him. In order for him to join the minion, he was megayer on the spot, he was converted he did what, whether it's real gi or only to Vilashniya, I'm not going to go into detail of what makes an Evikanani when he finishes Evikanani, his status of, of, of slavery, what, when does he become actually a full-fledged Jew, that when does he attain Kedushis Israel? that's a topic by itself. But the Gemara there says that he, was, he freed him, and then he, could, he had a minion. So the Gemara has a problem though, because you're really not allowed to free an Evid Kanani for no reason at all. La'olam ba'em tavodu, you should work with an Evid Kanani. The Rush and others have said that, based on the Gemara, that it's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to, to be Meshach with Evid in order to make dominion. The Rush points out, what kind of a mitzvah are we talking about? What mitzvah is there to dump with a minion that would override the problem of la'olam ba'em tavodu? And the Rush says, it could be Parsha Zachar. It could be the time when we're supposed to read Parsha Zachar. And apparently, the Rush thinks, not only do we have to read Parsha Zachar, but we have to read Parsha Zachar with a minion. Otherwise, you could have read Parsha Zachar without a minion. You need not have released the slave for freedom. So it seems that not only is Parsha Zachar Daraisa, but it's with a minion. And Tosfus, Rabbi Yudha Chassid, and the, the Rush, uh, all have expanded the halacha, not only to include Parshas Zohar, but to include Parshas Para at all. Parshas Para also. Now, we're referring specifically now to Parshas Zohar and Parshas Para. Could we somehow learn that reading the Torah in general is a mitzvah daraisa? The the halacha of reading the Torah is generally understood to be a takana of Moshe and Ezra. The Gemara says the Chachamim of that generation instituted Kriyasa Torah, and the, the Rambam identifies Chachamim with that generation, the Nevim of that generation. The Rambam identifies that as Moshe Rabbeinu, and we know from Bavakama that the Gemara says that Ezra made Takanas. So Moshe made certain takanas, Ezra made certain takanas. It seems to be that Kriya Satar is Daraisa. The Rav Salavechik has, has said that even if Kriya Satar is, is not a Chi of Daraisa, but when you do read the Torah B'tzibur, there's a Kiyum of learning Torah B'tzibur. The Chi might not be there. There might not be an obligation to read the Torah B'tzibur. But yet, when you do read the Torah, you're Mekayim reading the Torah B'tzibur. This is well known that according to the Ramban, there is no biblical obligation to Davin. But the Rav learned 
in the name of Reb Chaim, that the same way that in Kriyasa Torah there's no Chiyuv to read B'tzibur, but if you do read, there's a Kiyum. So according to Ramban, there's also a Kiyum of davening, the Kiyum Daraisa. There's no biblical obligation, but a person who does daven fulfills the mitzvah of Avodah Hashem. So in general, we could say that Kriyasa Torah is at least a Kiyum Daraisa. But we found more than that. The Ritva in Megillah Daf Yud and there the Gemara has the same issue that we've been discussing. Is there a din of reading the Torah in any Lashon, in any, in any language? The Ritva there says that le- reading the Torah on Shabbos and Yantif is Daraisa. Amazing statement. Kriyas the reading of the Torah in general on Shabbos and Yantif is a mitzvah daraisa, not just the mitzvah, but he says the the Mahadir, uh, the one who printed the Ritva, the edition of Mosad Rav Kook, points out that he found no one who said such a thing, that Shabbos and Yantif are Menatorah. Now, it's possible to say that the Ritva thinks that Moshe Rabbeinu made a Takana, and that Takana is considered a Raisa. In general, it's a statement that Moshe Rabbeinu instituted a new law. What is the status of that law? Perhaps the Ritva thinks that becomes a Daraisa. It's like a Daraisa. It's true that not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe, but maybe a Takana that was made from the time of Moshe is considered Daraisa. That does not seem to be the interpretation of the Ritva, because had that been true, the Ritva would have said that every Kriya Satara that was instituted by Moshe Rabbeinu was Daraisa. Moshe instituted reading the Torah Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos, according to the Gemara, according to the way the Rambam interpreted. And if that's true, then... If you would say Takana Moshe Rabbeinu somehow was considered Min HaTorah, then it would apply to all reading of the Torah. And he doesn't say that. He says, reading the Torah on Shabbos and Yantif is the Raisa. Where would that come from? Where would be the Halacha that Kriyas HaTorah is Min HaTorah B'Shabbos V'Yamtav? Apparently he thinks that it's a Kilm of Shabbos and Yantif. It's not just a Din and Kriyas HaTorah. Shabbos and Yantif require Kriyasa Torah Perhaps he learned this from the concept of Mikra Kodesh. The Torah said that there are certain days that are called Mikra Kodesh. What are the days, what does it mean exactly, Mikra Kodesh? Call them a day of Kedusha and Kriya of Kedusha, some reading of Kodesh. The Ramban and Chumash says, Mikra Kodesh, days when you should assemble in Shul and Davin because of Shabbos and Yantif, Mikra Kodesh. Now that seems very, very strange. The, Ritva, the Ramban himself thinks that biblical prayer is not mandated. That we've, we've just mentioned the Ramban's opinion that there's no chiyuv of, of Tfila Minat Torah, only Bishasara, but on a regular day to day basis, there's no chiyuv of, of, of Tfila. There's a kiyum of Tfila, but there's no obligation of Tfila. So how could it be that on Shabbos and Yantif, not only the Zakiyum of Tefillah, the Chiyuv of Tefillah, but the Chiyuv of Tefillah means to come to Shul, to come to Mikra Kodesh, for an assembly. 
Apparently, he thinks that Shabbos and Yantif are days of assembly, assembly for Kedusha. And what does that Kedusha imply? That Kedusha means to Davin. Maybe the Ritva said more than that. Kriya of Shabbos and Yantif become the Arisa for mik- the concept of Mikra Kodesh. But be that as it may, according to the Ritva, every Kriya Satar of Shabbos and Yantif would be the Arisa. According to what I said, the Rav thought that it would be a kiyum daraisa. Whenever you read the Torah, but see whether it would be a kiyum daraisa. There are other opinions that somehow think that Kriyasa Torah is daraisa. The Rimigash, in his Chuvas, was asked an interesting question. The entire discussion we can leave for a different time. But the question was asked why do we say Kaddish when, after reading the Torah on Shabbos and Yantif? We do not say Kaddish by Shabbos by Mincha after reading the Torah. Apparently there was a custom not to say Kaddish on Monday and Thursday either. Our minig is that we do say Kaddish on Monday and Thursday. But the question, the person who asked the question in the Tshuva of the Rimigash asked, why is it that we say Kaddish after Kriyasa Torah and Shabbos and Yantif? And he wanted to say, perhaps, the reason is, Lahafsik ben Akriya she'achir Torah, Perhaps they wanted to distinguish between the Kriya of Torah, which is Midaraisa, and reading the Maftir, which is Drabanan. Now, to say we wanted to differentiate between the seven Kruim and Maftir, that's certainly well understood. The seven Kruim are real Chiyuv, but I would say it's a Chiyuv Drabanan, whereas the Maftir is an addition. And I understand that's our custom that we break the Kriya, which is a real Chiyuf, the seven Aliyos, and, and say Kaddish between that and the Maftir, which is not the, on the same level of obligation. In fact, Maftir seems to be the least important Aliyah because it's not considered one of the seven Akruim. The, according to real Halacha, the person who gets Maftir actually receives the least important halach, ha, Aliyah and therefore a cotton, for example, certainly could get maftir at all times. We will, If we have time, we'll get to that later if a cotton can really get an aliyah on Arba Parshios as well. But So I would have said that you say Kaddish between a Kriya of a Chiyuv and a Kriya of maftir, which is not such a Chiyuv. But that's not what he asked. He used the phrase, He said that the Seven aliyahs seem to be a daraisa. So he thinks that reading the Torah not only is a an obligation, but it's a biblical obligation. And we find also in the Be'er Sheva, on Maseches Sota, the Be'er Sheva raised an issue that it seems that Birchas HaTorah daraisa. Birchas HaTorah are the brachas that we say before and perhaps after we lane as well. And it seems that the Gemara determines that Birchas HaTorah is, we learn Birchas HaMazan from Birchas HaTorah, apparently we consider them Daraisa. And he points out, how could it possibly be that the Bracha of Torah is Daraisa and reading the Torah itself is not Daraisa. And he says, Af agav shelochi of Torah Torah likrot bevet haknesset, now, 
The Be'er Sheva says, maybe the obligation to read the Torah is not the Raisa. But if you do read the Torah, then there's a biblical obligation to make the bracha before the before reading the Torah. And he says, that's what the Pasuk means. Kishem Hashem Ekra, Havugadol Elokeinu. I call upon the name of Kaddish Baruch and you answer. That's the bracha that we would make before we read the Torah. So we've come across quite a number of opinions that Kriyasa Torah could be Daraisa. Perhaps the Ritva says Kriyasa Torah and Shabbos and Yantav is Daraisa. We saw the Rimigash, who also seems to say that Kriya and Shabbos and Yantav is Daraisa. The Be'er Sheva says that reading the Torah might be a not a biblical obligation, but if you do do it, apparently it's a kiyum of a daraisa, like he said before in the name of the Rav, that there's a kiyum daraisa reading the Torah at any time, and that kiyum should be preceded with a bracha midaraisa. There's a biblical obligation to make that bracha. So, in general, we have solved, at least according to these opinions, the concept of Torah said b'chol But, we still haven't related to Parsha Zachar and Parsha's Parah. I would like to point out that all the Rishonim that have said that Kriyas Parsha Zachar and Parsha Parah Daraisa, I quoted before the Rosh, Tosfos, and Rabbi Chasid, and the Rishonim that said in general there's more Kriyas Torah that's Daraisa, I pointed out the Rishon, the Ritva, the Rimigash, and we also pointed out the Be'er Sheva said this, should point out that in the Rambam there's no hint of this at all. The Rambam nowhere says that there is a law, a biblical law, a mitzvah daraisa reading the Torah at any time. Moreover, in Hilchas Malachim, in the section which deals with the laws regarding Amalek, the Rambam there says how to remember Amalek. And he says, there's a mitzvah, Lizkar Evasa, there's a mitzvah to remember Amalek. But the Ram does not say at all that it implies that you have to read the Torah in any form or any sense at all to remember Amalek. It seems to be that it's sufficient to remember Amalek. Perhaps you have to say words, but certainly not through reading the Torah. In the laws of, of Hilchas Sefer Torah, of, of davening, in Perak Yud Gimel, Hilchas Tefillah, the Ram just mentions casually that there's a law of reading the Torah. He does not differentiate between Parshas Zachar and Parshas Parah at all. And it doesn't seem to be a Chiyuv Mina Torah, and it's not even really a Mitzvah Rabbanan to read the Torah. It's, it's just Seder Tefillah. It's part of the Tefillah that the Ram included Hilchas Kriyas Torah within the rubric of Hilchas Tefillah. And it just seems to be a, a law. Of course, it's an important law, but it doesn't seem to be a mitzvah daraisa. And the Emek Bracha pointed out it doesn't even seem to be a mitzvah Rabbana. But now, we would have to relate to the idea that even if we would reject all those opinions that Kriyasa Torah is daraisa, nevertheless, we would suggest that Pashas Para is daraisa, even though generally, Kriyasatar is not Daraisa. So I said for Pasha Zachar, that's not so hard to find the source. The concept of Zachar, certainly is sufficient reason to think that there's a mitzvah Daraisa reading Pasha Zachar. I said it's still a quantum leap to say that it has to be done by Tzibur. But uh, Rishonim did seem to say so. But in general, where do we find Pasha's Parah being Daraisa? So the... Um, 
the Meshech Chachma, the Remer Simcha of Davinsk, in his classic Sefer on Paj on Chumash Meshech Chachma, tried to bring a source for that, because he said the Gemara says, and when the Gemara discusses the days of Miluim, those days that you prepare that you prepared in order to become Kohen Gadol, the seven days of Miluim. And the Gemara compares them to the seven days that we prepare the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur. And the Pasuk there says, Kasher Tziva Hashem La'asos L'chaper Alechem. The same way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded you to do to atone for you. So the Gemara learns La'asos is para. What do you have to do? What do you actually do? Lasot is to, to make the para. Lechaper alechem is to atone on Yom Kippur. And the Gemara there says that anything that's mentioned there is me'akev. Anything that is mentioned within that parsha is a conditio sine qua non to fulfill the obligation. And therefore, we learn that because there's zehadavar. Zehadavar means this thing. Davar implies not just the thing, but dibur, speech. So even the speech is ma'akev. So we learn from here that Parsha's para is ma'akev in Asiyas para. When you make a para aduma, it's not just necessary to do, make the para, the Parsha's para, to make the para, but it's necessary la'asos, la'asos, the Pasuk Zehadavar, we learn from here, Zehadavar, that the Dibur is Ma'akev. You must say the words. So you see from here that Parshas Para is also Daraisa. Of course, this statement of the Meshachachma may be accurate, but even if it would be true, it seems to be true only at the time that we actually do a, a Para. So it really could be that according to this opinion, Pasha's para would be daraisa in the time that we could make a para, that we do make a para. But bizman today, unfortunately, where we do not have the necessary prerequisites to have the para aduma, to have tara, to have karbanos, etc. So then it would seem that even according to Meshachachma, today Pasha's para would certainly be the Rabbanan. Rav Pesach Frank is quote, went on to quote another source. He said, in the Aruch HaShulchan, in Simon Tafresh Pehei, he tried to bring another source. And he said, because in this Parsha of Paraduma, it says, Yisrael olam. It says, the laws of, of Paraduma should be Chukas Olam. And we learn from Chukas Olam for all eternity. And we learn from here in the Sifri that this is Noheges Ladaros. We learn from here that theoretically a person can make a paraduma not just in time of the Beis HaMikdash. And the proof is that in time of certain Amoraim, they did have a for para. They did have the concept of having a para. And it, since it says, Chukas Olam, which seems to be extraneous, it tells me that the Kriyas HaParsha could be Daraisa, even Bizman Hazet. Even though we don't have the paraduma, but since it's prerequisite for making the paraduma, as we saw in the Meshachachma, and we'll combine that with the words of the Aruch HaShulchan, that it's Chukas Olam, therefore we could theoretically posit that Pashas Parah would be Daraisa, Bizman Hazeh as well. I said that the law might then apply what about a, a cotton 
getting an aliyah on this particular Shabbos. So we, in many communities that I've been, they have a custom of not allowing a bar mitzvah or a 13-year-old to read Parsha Zachar to be Motzi the Tzibur. Now, reading the Parsha Zachar or Parsha's Para, if it would really be Daraisa, then I can understand there's a problem. Since a child of that age might not be considered a gadol, we'd have to know exactly when he is, but let's say a real cotton, a real cotton could not be Motzi people in Kriyasa, in Kriyasa Parsha. However, to what we're talking now about getting the Aliyah. Just to get the Aliyah, what would be the problem with a cotton getting the Aliyah? So it could be that the problem would be that he can't get the Aliyah because he has to make the Bracha. If we're talking about reading the Torah, then I could some, somewhat understand. He can't read the Torah because of he has to be most of the Tzibur. But about the Bracha, why can't he do it? So this has engendered a big machlokas. If a cotton really could get an aliyah, I will just briefly cite that the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah in Simon Reish Pei Beis, says, Cotton yochol likros parshas hamusafim, o bedal parshas shemosifim ba'adar v'chein noagim. Afa pishesh cholkim. The Ramah says unequivocally, a child can, a child, a cotton below the edge of a mitzvah could get an aliyah. Apparently he thinks that reading the, the parsha is important is the raisa, but saying the brachas before being motzi, the people with the brachas is not that important. Is not that important. And he says, uh, although he knows there is such an opinion that disagrees with him, yeshcholkim. But his general statement is that you can be motzi, that you can be, uh, you can call a cotton. He shouldn't read the Torah, but he certainly could get an aliyah. The upshot is that there are opinions that Parshas Par is Daraisa. There are opinions that all the reading the Torah is Daraisa. The Vilna Gaon thought that everything we said about Parshas Para is certainly incorrect. And anyone who thinks Parshas Para is Daraisa, the Vilna Gaon thinks it's really based on a mistake.